Ndumalang. This is Africa. I gotcha. It is the 29th, May 2020, and this is our African greeting of the day. Ndumalang. At the end of the podcast, I will tell you which one of our 3,000 communities across Africa, the mother continent, it comes from. Yes, we are the mother continent, as we're the oldest inhabited continent on the earth. Did you know that humans and human ancestors have lived in Africa for more than 5 million years? And do you know that we have looked after this continent better than any other landmass on the earth? Well, now you know. Do take out your thinking and writing journals as your one-stop podcast for informative, factual, and interactive features, news and updates for Africa, from Africa, and the world begins to play. Do subscribe to our podcast. We are on Apple Podcast on Google. Yes, this is Africa I Gotcha, Emma presenting, and today we're on Matters Health. We'll bring you up to speed with what African nations and scientists are doing to self-resource, tackle, and manage the pandemic. And we'll also be speaking about other health matters. So today we'll be sharing insights from Kevin Marsh, who's a senior advisor of the African Academy of Scientists, who says that from the onset, there was a minimal involvement of African researchers or policymakers in the WHO process when COVID-19 crisis began in February. Marsh alludes that um, at that particular time, the WHO consultation, main focus was on China and Europe. Then... Another story that's coming up today in our feature and also about health is about the continent's aging population that is 60 and over. And it has been projected that there's going to be a threefold increase starting from 2017 to 2050 from a number of 69 to 225 million in some countries. The number is expected to even rise faster. And these countries include Malawi, Rwanda, Uganda, and Zimbabwe. But as always, we shall be telling you more details in our feature section. We'll also have a story um, that's going to be over research about the uh, air quality in sub-Saharan Africa. Um, The data is collected from three different African cities. And it says that over the last 45 years, the increase in Pollution has been skyrocketing again. You know, stay tuned after the global news. We will be uh, bringing you up to speed on that. And an interesting story uh, is also about a 95-year-old gentleman from part of this continent. I just won't say where he's from, but uh, you'll have to keep it here to find out later. But he walked 23 kilometers and he raised up to $26,000. Uh, he actually wanted to raise more. So stick right here so we can find out exactly wh- who he is, where he's from, and uh, why he's so fit at 95 years old to be able to do that. And then let's not forget, we have a new segment. Yes, you know it on our disruptors. And today, aha, we have a lady. Oh, yes, we have ladies to her disruptors on this continent. And she is the president 
of a certain development association. And she's proposed a complete nationalization of the operations of this industry that they are in, which is the single largest industry in their country and possibly also across many uh, of the nations in this continent. So keep it here. But uh, first, let's get our global news update. Okay, time for our global news update. And we start off with the International Criminal Court, which on Thursday ruled that the former Ivory Coast president, Laurent Gabor, can leave Belgium under certain conditions following his acquittal last year over the post-electoral violence that killed 3,000 people. So Bakbor and his deputy Charles Goudet were both cleared of crimes against humanity a year ago, eight years after the former West African strongman's arrest and transfer to the Hague-based court. So Bagbo, uh, sorry, Belgium agreed to host the 73-year-old Bagbo after he was released in February last year under strict conditions, including that he would return to the court for a prosecution appeal against his acquittal. Also still on genocide, a Rwandan court on Thursday handed a life sentence to a former politician um, found guilty of orchestrating the killing of tens of thousands of people during the 1984 genocide. Um, that's what a court spokesman has said. So um, Rondo was inducted in 1996 by Arusha, the Tanzanian-based International Criminal Tribunal for Rwanda, on charges of direct and public incitement to commit genocide, murder, and rape. The tribunal closed five years ago and was replaced by a successor body, the International Residual Mechanism for Criminal Tribunals with officers in Arusha and The Hague. Okay, so again, still on matters um, on the continent from Nigeria, apart from the global efforts to find a cure for a vaccine of the COVID-19 so since November 2019, one of the things that a lot of you may not know is Nigeria has been making efforts to find its own local remedy for the treatment and the cure of the coronavirus. So the Minister for State, Dr. Momora, disclosed this during the Presidential Task Force on COVID-19 at a press briefing this week on Wednesday the 27th. He stated that the federal government has received a few proposals for local remedies for the disease and have been forwarded to the relevant agencies for evaluation. Dr. Mamora recalled that last week, the federal ministries uh, of health team held a virtual meeting with the traditional complementary and alternative medicine practitioners, TCAM, to discuss and explore opportunities for local solutions to the COVID-19 pandemic. And let me quote him. He says that the meeting provided an opportunity for the practitioners to understand the procedures for validating medicines in the country. He also assured uh, TCAM that the government would support genuine efforts aimed at finding solutions to the pandemic. Coming back to DRC, uh, at least 40 people were killed in the Northeastern Democratic Republic of Congo in the latest grisly attack 
on civilians in the mountain jungles just near the Ugandan borders. So fighters from the Allied Forces ADF group, which was driven out of Uganda in the late 1990s, attacked Samboko village, which is about 100 uh, kilometers southwest of the city of Bunai. Omar Kavota from the rights group uh, made this report last week on Wednesday. So sadly, a day after the killing of at least 17 in the nearby village of Makutano, ADF members killed at least 40 people with machetes and looted food and valuables on Tuesday, um, Kavota added. Then the Tanzanian government, through the Ministry of Foreign Affairs this week, summoned the acting U.S. ambassador of a recent advisories related to COVID-19. Ambassador Inmi Patterson was summoned to the ministry where she was engaged by the permanent secretary, Colonel Wilbert Ibuge, and a statement posted on the ministry's Twitter page disclosed. So the embassy on May the 13th issued an advisory which said that the risk of virus contamination remained extremely high in Dar es Salaam and other parts of the country. Okay, let's get our news from other hubs from around the world. The American Constitution, written in 1778, has now come to light to be hugely flawed and gives huge and checked powers and biases through the single act of Trump moving to sign an executive order that busted his falsehoods around the upcoming election process of voting. This comes after Twitter, which has a clear policy that anyone that uses Twitter services for the purpose of manipulating or interfering in elections or other civic processes will be called out. This includes posts or sharings, content that may suppress participation or mislead people about when, where, or how to participate in a civic process. Still in the U.S., Minneapolis has been in a complete state of chaos after a police officer killed a black man, George Floyd, by suffocating him to death in broad daylight with video footage showing that he never resisted arrest. Shockingly, three other white officers stood by and watching the grisly incident. Minneapolis has been under intense riots and anti-police protests have been going on and we ask all listeners who have families in Minneapolis to check up on them as they may not be safe and to advise them to stay indoors. The situation is so terrible that the Minneapolis National Guard has had to send 500 soldiers to Minneapolis, St. Paul and surrounding suburbs to protect, to protect lives, preserve property and the right to peaceful demonstration, which has seen mass loosings and settings of fire on a whole lot of business premises. And the rioting has also, and protests have also spread to other cities across the U.S. So check up on your family members who are in the U.S. and just ensure that they are safe and advise them for their own sake to, as much as possible, check the news and to be alert about their surroundings. We now move to Europe where several European countries a few weeks ahead of the UK on the road out of lockdown have experienced local spikes in coronavirus infections, but all have maintained an overall down downward trend in the New Delhi cases of the virus. 
So most governments, though, continue to warn of the real threat of a second wave of COVID-19 cases and to insist on the importance of physical distancing if the spread of the virus is not to pick up again as restrictions ease further. Renault plans to eliminate about 14,600 jobs worldwide and lower production capacity by almost a fifth as most of the cost reductions aimed at outlasting the downturn has rocked the global auto industry. This plan includes cutting almost 4,600 positions in France, or about 10% of the car makers total in its home country through voluntary retirement and retaining, according to a statement on Friday. More than 10,000 further jobs will be scrapped in the rest of the world and Renault employs about 180,000 people globally. Moving on to Asia, in Pakistan is considering imposing another nationwide lockdown in the hope of flattening the curve. More than 900 children under the age of 10 have tested positive for the novel coronavirus in Pakistan's southern Sindh province. Most of them are from poor families where social distancing is impossible at home. Over to South America, where Venezuela has reached a deal with the United Nations Development Program, UNDP, to destine part of its gold in the Bank of England, which accounts to account for the purchase of food and medicine during the coronavirus pandemic. Its central bank governor reported this to the Reuters news agency on Wednesday. So this deal comes after Venezuela's central bank made a legal claim earlier this month trying to force the Bank of England to hand over part of its 31 tons of gold in accounts that belonged to, the, to President uh, Nicolas Maduro, whom the UK doesn't recognize as Venezuela's legitimate leader due to the allegations that he rigged the 2018 election. <laughs> Yes, it's time for Africa, I Gotcha. And the feature stories are here. So our first feature story is about the 95-year-old, yes, and is a Ghanaian World War II veteran that has walked 23 kilometers in one week to raise funds for health workers fighting the coronavirus pandemic in Africa. Joseph Harmond logged 3.2 kilometers each day to reach his target on Africa Day earlier this week in Ghana's capital, Accra. As of Thursday, he had raised $26,000 and he says, I fought in the war which ended 75 years ago. Now we're faced with another invisible war, COVID-19. Harmond said in a video message on his Just Giving crowdfunding page. As always, we'll have a link for more information if you want to read more about Hammond and find out exactly how, what, and that has continued to go. So today's program, as we said, is on health. And as always, uh, we had started off with some of our key headliners on what we're going to feature. And many of you may have thought that the African scientific community is not concerned or alive to the challenges at hand, well, it's quite the opposite. Africa's research community says that vaccine development should actually be a priority, and a regional study has been put together that has found that out. So Africa's distinct research needs go beyond 
the global COVID-19 recommendations of the WHO, that's the World Health Organization, and controlling the pandemic in Africa requires research and development that reflects the realities of the impact on the continent, this study suggests. According to the findings of the survey conducted by the African Academy of Sciences, AAS, Africa needs to prioritize research and development areas such as infection, prevention and control, including healthcare workers' protection, as well as epidemiological studies and clinical management. Yes, I have put um, a link for the study. So as usual, remember, we're an interactive podcast and we want you to get into the habit of fact checking, not just what we report here, but also what you read on other places or here so that as a people, we know how to make proper and valid decisions with the right information. And so also, um, finally, there's been an increase in air pollution in East Africa as revealed by, the, by decreasing visibility data over the last 45 years, and so suggesting the subregion is at a high risk of related polluted effects coming from diseases. Um, a study has said, yes, uh, as always, I have that study, which I'll attach to this link so you can read it for yourself. So three main cities that the study covered was Addis Ababa in Ethiopia, Nairobi in Kenya, and Kampala in Uganda. And they've undergone a rapid population surge with increased citywide fuel use and motorization leading to a rise in a mixture of extremely small particles and liquid droplets in the air, thus aiding visibility loss at the study. It's interesting um, when you speak about this study because over the last couple of weeks, like from Nairobi, there's been a lot of pictures taken of Mount Kilimanjaro, um, pictures also taken of Mount Kenya, and a lot of people have thought that these are fakes. <laughs> That's because there's been very little motorized traffic going around and such the air has cleared. So what was visible for such a long time from people's homes and from, from different vantage points around the city have become visible again. So do check out this study so you can find out because um, as a result, we're finding that up to 390,000 premature deaths are occurring in Africa because of um, pollution and another 49,000 deaths are actually associated to um, indoor pollution from the different things and fuels that people are using to cook with. So it is now time to meet the African women and men but today it's actually a woman who is shaking up the status quo, asking uncomfortable questions and upending business models and fighting preconceptions. I'm really excited because today our personality of interest is a lady called Brigitte Mutsepi Randebe, who's a mining mogul. Randebe is South Africa's leading black female mining entrepreneur. She's a founder of Mukamau Mining. And the businesswoman is against the capitalist mining model through which majority of the natural resources in the country pass from the white minority to corporate bodies at the end of apartheid. So she's been elected the president of the South African Mining Development Association and 
yes, proposes a complete nationalization of all mining operations and a complete state buyout of those with dwindling, dwindling profits that only exist in the name of black empowerment and a cooperation between the public and the private sectors over the running of the South Africa mind. As always, you will be able to find the link to get more information about her. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with Orata Consulting Group, a brain trust supporting governments, public and the private sectors in the adoption of emerging technologies across Africa. It's time to say goodbye. And our green today is Dumaleng is from Lesotho. And it is from Sesotho, which is the Lesotho language that the people there speak. So the, these are the Southern Bantu language, and it's for spoken primarily by the Basotho in Lesotho, which is the national and official language in South Africa, in the South African state, and is also one of the 11 official languages in South Africa. Okay, so as always, thank you for listening. Remember, we've got to keep our numbers down of infection across the African nation. Still, stay home, stay safe, social distancing, wash your hands with soap and running water. Please, let's still keep visitors out of our home. Let's not visit anybody. If we must truly go out, let's be properly prepared with our masks worn properly. And remember, as always, do subscribe. Look for us, Africa I Gotcha, on Google Podcast, on Apple Podcast, on SoundCloud 2. And this is Emma saying goodbye, and I'm out of here, and thank you for listening.